Good morning. Welcome. My name is RJ Summerlin, the Silly Sci Guy, and uh, this is the first episode of my new podcast that I'm going to start. That's going to focus on uh, on MMA here, and I'm mainly going to focus on the local MMA scene. Uh, I feel as if there's so many uh, podcasts and outlets that, um, you know, cover the major leagues in which I will still cover. Um, you know, I would love to go over UFC fights, you know, both previews and reviews, Bellator, PFL, major boxing shows, but I'm really going to want to get into the meat of the local MMA scene and what we have going on here locally in the panhandle. And I will do my best to cover, uh, fights from, you know, Island fights to the Southeastern championships, um, to, uh, empire, whatever I can do. Um, I will watch and do my best to report relay and, uh, give you my thoughts and feelings on it. And, uh, so yeah, this podcast, I'm going to name it in the neutral corner. So, Hey guys, and welcome. You're in the neutral corner. And, uh, so we just had an Island fights last weekend, a week ago today. And, uh, to be honest with you, man, they were, they were banging. Um, Island Fights has really upped their product in the last few years tremendously. Uh, you know, used to be whenever I was a former amateur and when I was coming up, it used to be 17 fights and half the guys that fought didn't even know how to fight. You know, half the guys that showed up were just like, hey man, uh, I, I used to do this and uh, I fought on the street like 30 times. I'm undefeated and I see red when I go mad. So I would be great to go in there and do this. But now, the uh, Island Fights administration, or however you want to say it, the matchmakers, everything, uh, so much better. I mean, the matches are borderline, I mean, they're, they're borderline professional matches sometimes. You know, of course, they're still amateurs, and they're still doing the three threes, but the technique, the way they carry themselves, and sometimes the action, the heart, and the grit is just as compelling as watching a professional fight. Um, especially when you're local and you know the guy's fighting, so then it makes it even more exciting. Um, you know, there's a team I've trained with on and off that's located out of Milton, Team Remedy, and uh, they had quite a few fighters fight on that card last weekend and uh, did tremendous, man. It's just a great gym. Uh, quite a few other fighters from great gyms did well. Uh, you know, just a tremendous card. Uh, there's... There wasn't many stoppages on that card. So even the fighters that lost, um, not that if you get stopped, it means anything less about you as a fighter. However, even the fighters that lost, they put it up, they fought tooth and nail, and there was heart and grit. And, uh, you know, I was really proud to be a part of it. Um, For those of you who don't know me, for those of you who have never heard of me, and for those of you who are wondering, what is this guy talking about? Why is this guy doing whatever? I've been... I've been in the game of mixed martial arts for going on, what is it, 2023? So going on for 11 years now. Um, you know, I've, I've cut my teeth in the game. I've, I've uh, done some stupid matchups, some great matchups. I've fought as an amateur. I've fought as a pro. I've fought in pro MMA, pro, pro boxing, uh, pro bare knuckle fighting. Um, I've done I've done everything just about that I can do. Uh, power slap is not in my sights at all though. So y'all can go ahead and cut that out. Um, but I've done quite a few different styles of combat sports. I have, 
you know, consumed endless amounts of combat sports, fights, media, knowledge, etc., etc. Um, I've gotten to train with some of the best in the world. I've gotten to train with Duke Rufus, Anthony Pettis, Paul Felder, and those guys up there at Rufus Sport many years ago. I've gotten to train uh, I've gotten to actually be trained and coached by the GOAT himself, Roy Jones Jr., um, for about three years in which I did a prof- uh, professional boxing career after a knee injury I had. And so I have been blessed to be around some really great people. And the people that I met when I was around Roy um, really is priceless. You know, I, I, I couldn't even put a price tag on the experience and the knowledge I gained just from the people that Roy brought in. Former world champion Devin Alexander, you know, uh, Chris Eubanks Jr. I've gotten to meet all sorts of guys like that. And it does nothing but add another tool in your toolbox, whether you use it right away or not. Um, so, yeah, um, I do want to give a big shout out to my homie Cam Bennett. Um, obviously, he's not listening to this now because this is the first podcast ever for me. But uh, we are really pro Cam Bennett in the neutral corner and man he took a he took a layoff and I believe it was a year maybe a little longer and his last fight before that um man his last fight before that he did a great job he just you know he just came up short as you do sometimes in MMA but he really stepped it up he really I mean he he was a completely different animal in that fight last night and and in my opinion the best fighter of the night um just looked phenomenal, just looked absolutely phenomenal, killer instinct, and then just the nicest guy that you could ever, ever meet right afterwards. So I'm very excited for what the future holds. And of course, um, if you are paying attention here locally, they did just announce a, a, a huge card coming up April 1st in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Dean Tool. And the powers that be that deal with island fights also are the matchmakers and administrators for Gamebred Boxing. And Gamebred Boxing is putting on an event, like I said, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, on the 1st of April. And, uh, hey man, the main event, huge. Uh, you're going to have the former UFC lightweight champion, former Wheaties box cover star, His name is Anthony Showtime Pettis, and he will be taking an eight-round professional boxing match against the GOAT, Roy Jones Jr. And, you know, it's really funny because those who don't know anything about combat sports or those who took a boxing class or two when they were 17 and think they know everything but never pursued it past that, they don't understand that, hey, man, you know, Roy may be in his 50s, yeah, the man is still dangerous. The man has been doing boxing. He has been doing that since he was in diapers. Uh, he has forgotten more than even a world champion like Anthony Pettis will ever know as far as in the sport of boxing. Um, so that's going to be a very inter- interesting matchup because I feel like Roy will still have that Roy power. Okay, because power usually is the last thing to leave whenever you are in, um, you know, whenever you are are aging as a fighter. Your power is usually the last thing to leave. It's usually your speed, your quickness, your reaction time. Those things leave you first. And while those things may have definitely left Roy because inevitably 
uh, you know, you're getting older, they're still way better than the, you know, the regular guy. And I, I think that people, the problem with fighting is that people remember you in the heyday. They remember you when you were murdering everybody and you were as fast as a pistol, but you slow down just a hair and you're not as good as you once were, even if you're still very good. You know, people are really quick to put you on the back burner, which is very sad and makes me sad. But yeah, that's a very exciting matchup. And then right underneath that matchup, you got Vitor Belfort boxing in a six round professional boxing match, Jacare Souza, which is crazy. You know, Vitor's got powerful hands. Jacare's a grappler, but he, he developed power in his hands over the course of his career. And uh, that'll be a great, just a great matchup. I mean, uh, and then uh, I'm actually, actually, I'm more excited for the matchup that was announced after that, which is Jose Aldo versus Jeremy Stevens. Uh, these guys fought once before in the UFC in which Aldo caught Stevens with a nasty left hook to the body that, you know, just folded him down. And... Jeremy Stevens is just tough as nails. And it'll be interesting to see these MMA guys, MMA world champions, you know. Um, it'll be interesting to see them box, strictly boxing, against another guy that was an MMA fighter and, again, strictly boxing. So it'll be interesting to see and to see their movements and how it goes. And, um, you know, part of me feels like fighting another MMA guy in a boxing match I don't really feel like anybody's going to have the advantage as far as like cardio because they're both going to be used to the MMA style of striking. And I would be completely shocked if one of them came out and looked like a boxer. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there is, there's slight differences. You know, there is a slight difference in being a professional boxer in that stance and the way you deliver your punches and in the way you block punches, the way you expect punches to come and go. And then in MMA, same. Distance is different. Your power is different. Everything's different. Um, people like to compare the two sports, but they are, in fact, two different sports. Um, so that'll be really interesting. Uh, then we have our second local big, big guy from Pensacola, Dylan Bad Boy Kleckler, friend of mine. Super, super happy for him. And he's fighting this trash mouth Josh Burns who has done nothing but talk, talk, talk. Well, now it is time for the talk to stop and it's time for, to put your money where your mouth is. And uh, it, that will be an interesting matchup because even though Josh Burns is just talking all this trash, spewing all of this venom out for no reason other than just to trying to hype it and get in Dylan's head, Dylan's not a trash talker very much. Dylan's just going to tell him that like it is. Look, man, we're going to go in there, we're going to fight, and someone's getting knocked out. Dylan Kleckler is an exciting fighter to watch. He was, uh, I, his MMA record's like 11 and 1 or 12 and 1. He, um, you know, knocks everybody out or he gets knocked out. You know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, which again, I only think he's been, he's only lost twice. He lost once in MMA, he lost one in bare knuckle boxing. Hey, man, we all lose sometimes. We all can't be world beaters. We all can't be John Jones. We all can't be Khabib Nurmagomedov. If we all could, then how would they be outliers, right? But uh, Kleckler's got ungodly power. He's got great patience, and he's got the heart of a warrior. And uh, I am with Dylan. I am Team Kleck all the way. 
And uh, I think he's going to put Josh Burns down, and I think that uh, it's going to be a very uh, exciting matchup. But I think I think Dylan's just the type of person to once he hits you a couple times, these guys aren't just they're just not going to want to be there anymore. And you know it. That's just that's just in my opinion. That's just the way that's going to go. So my predictions are Roy. My predictions are. Aldo, my predictions are Belfort, and then, uh, of course, bad boy Dylan Kleckler. Then, um, oh, we have 12-0, Devin Cushing going up there to Milwaukee to fight um, another another ranked, or not ranked, another very experienced opponent. Uh, Devin's on the come up. He's going to be the next best thing to come out of here at one four, uh, uh, 130, lightweight. Uh, for boxing, and uh, my man's 12-0. He's as fast as a whip. His jab cracks. He's got the best jab in boxing, other than your uh, host here talking. But, uh, no, really, uh, Devin's got the best jab in Pensacola. He'll have the best jab in boxing. He's going to bring that jab back, and he's a fast southpaw. He's super accurate. He's very aggressive, but he's tactical with his aggressiveness. So he is constantly coming at you, but he's never out of position. Um, he's very fun to watch, especially his last few fights. He took a little bit of a layoff. He took some time with his family. He took some time, got his mind right. And uh, not that his mind was wrong before, but sometimes you need to take a step back. Even if you're winning all the time, sometimes you got to take a step back, assess the situation, assess how you feel, assess the way the things are, and then, uh, you know, re, re- replan reconfigure re re readjust and i feel like that's what he's done um i've been ringside for the last two of his pro bouts and my man's looked phenomenal i mean he has looked absolutely tremendous uh fucking dude the punches that he's slinging on these people are they 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 sound so mean like as a professional fighter myself to sit there ringside and hit and listen to the way this guy's punching this dude. I'm like, gosh, man, can we just like not be that mean? Uh, it, it's, uh, it's great. It really is great. Um, it's so fun to see over the years that I've been a part of it. And, you know, I really have only been a part of it for 11 years and the fight game has been going on in this area for far more than that. At least, at least 20 years now. But I would go, you know, maybe 15, but yeah, and and just exponentially changing and it, for the better, you know, better shows, better quality, better matchups, better athletes, smarter athletes, better gyms, you know, um, man, I'm, I'm just so excited for what the future holds uh, for this, you know, in this area. And then, you know, of course, next month, um, oh man, is it like uh, March 11th, I think it is, we have our local uh, first ever UFC fighter from Pensacola, Florida. Uh, he's coming down, uh, or he's going over to Las Vegas to fight a guy in his UFC debut, man, and uh, SD Dumas, you know, he has been a legend around here. He, you know, he fucking was one of those guys that came up and his rocket soared like nobody's business. And the man has talent. Listen, guys, you can teach a jab, okay? You can teach uh, a leg kick. You can teach how to do a double leg takedown. But what you can't teach is the ability to take those and applicate those in a real-world situation. So 
we've got a guy that comes in, tells us he wants to lose some weight. He's always like fights from Chicago or whatever. And we're like, yeah, no problem. And so we teach this kid and he catches on like, catches on like, like uh, uh, fire during the dry season. And it's like I said, it's different when you can hit it on the mitts. But then this guy goes and finds an excellent kickboxing coach, comes and just, man, what, what, what a way to to start his career everything you teach him he understands that's the big thing i can teach you but i can't make you understand not the way that he understands he understands distance he understands timing which are very important but he also understands body mechanics and body movement he knows when to throw the kick because your leg's loaded or when not to throw the kick he knows when to faint the kick so you load the leg in reaction to it it's very impressive to watch him fight, and it's very impressive to spar with him. It's very impressive to train and grapple with him. So uh, I'm super excited to see where his future goes and what happens there. He's quick as a whip right now, and uh, and he's he's gonna, in my opinion, he's gonna be he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with. It's gonna be a while before they can find anybody that can stop that guy. You know, he takes out your leg, and you're done. So yeah, well. Speaking of the UFC, this weekend is a huge, huge fight. Uh, my number one pick, pound for pound, my favorite uh, current fighter on the active roster. He's honestly probably one of my favorites of all time. Alexander Volodovsky is uh, moving up in weight to fight the newly crowned lightweight champion, Islam Makachev, who is... Uh, He's ranked number two on the pound for pound list. Now I'm not. Now this is just my opinion. Um, I think that it's a little premature to put that man on the pound for pound list. I get he's Khabib's like protege, and I get that he's like Khabib 2.0 and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But the the strength. Think about it like when people used to. Okay, do you remember back in the BCS Bowl days? For the national uh, or for the uh, national championship for college football, right? Do you remember that? Like, okay, if you had like four undefeated teams at the end of the season, they were all champs. They basically determined who was number one, number two on strength of schedule, right? They used to determine things on the strength of the schedule, the strength of the opponents that you have faced prior to the meeting now, and. Every fighter in the UFC is a UFC caliber fighter, so of course he belongs where he belongs. However, you got to think about what big names other than Charles Oliveira and then um, Drew Dober. It's not even really that big of a name. He is on a win streak now, uh, and he is an exciting guy to watch fight. But those are like the two biggest names that I can think of. However, Volonovsky... I mean, there's a list. There, there's a list of of top tier champions, former champions that he's put away. That uh, he's made look as if they they don't belong in the same cage as he does. And uh, you know, he's beat the Ortegas, he's beat the Holloways, he's beat the Aldos, he's he's beat everybody. And not only that, he was on a win streak coming up through the featherweight division in which he was beating everybody. Chad Mendez, everybody. And uh, making it look routine. 
I won't say easy, but making it look routine. Okay. And, uh, so he's my pick, man. Um, I think that, so Volonovsky's assessment, uh, the day before yesterday or something like that was that he does not think that Makhachev takes unnecessary risks. But then when I'm watching his highlight reel, I'm seeing sometimes the guy gets a little more excited than he should. And what I mean by that is sometimes in some of these fights and reels, he's getting people are sweeping him. People are able to get up. People are able to put him in a in a bad position. Not for very long, for sure, but still. They are able to capitalize on some things, not because of his lack of technique, but simply because it looks like he's just more a more aggressive grappler. Uh Khabib, I, I never saw Khabib get sweeped. I never saw Khabib put on his back or anything like that, uh, diving on a submission that wasn't there or anything like that. And um, Khabib was very methodical and meticulous about what he was doing, why he was doing it, and when he was doing it. And I think that, and I think that um, Makachev is just kind of, you know, a little rougher around the edges than Khabib is and was. So, um, but anyways, look, I'm going to cut it short there for the first episode. That's 21 minutes. Um, I did this on the way to work. So, um, I am looking forward to doing this more and in a more controlled setting, uh, with cleaner audio. I'm looking forward to having guests. I'm looking forward to going more in depth on topics and, uh, And I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys and hopefully I can get some viewers and hopefully I can get some people interested in, uh, you know, thank you for, uh, thank you for listening and thank you for coming to the neutral corner. Godspeed.